Welcome to the Health Elevation Nutrition Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how to elevate your health and performance through science-based nutrition. I'm your host, Hanley Itzabeth. On today's show, we hear from Emma Jaslin. Emma Jaslin is not only a triathlete herself, but she's also a dietitian and a brilliant one at that. Emma has seven years of studying under her belt, including a master's in sports nutrition. She also works in allergies and has four years of clinical experience. Let's elevate our health and performance and get into the conversation. Welcome to the show, Emma. It's really a privilege to have you here. First off, tell us a bit more about yourself. Who are you? Where are you from? And what exactly is it that you do? Oh, thank you for having me. So excited to, to be here. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, Emma. Uh, I am originally from Finland, but I moved to Sweden uh, to study nutrition at Uppsala University when I was 19. And I ended up studying for a long time, almost seven years, because I got two uh, bachelor degrees, one first in food science and nutrition, and then clinical nutrition. And then I did a master's degree in sports nutrition. Uh, and after that, I stayed in Sweden, worked as a clinical dietitian for four years, and then I decided that I want to try something new, that the clinical dietitian world maybe wasn't my dream job. Uh, and right now I'm working in a food allergy project with, and then with sports nutrition through my own online practice, uh, helping active people figure out their nutrition. And um, that's basically my dream job right now. And right now I'm living in Norway, so I've um, moved from one Nordic country to another. Oh, that's amazing. And how did you decide on studying dietetics in the first place? Uh, yeah, well, I had always been interested in healthy habits and how our habits influence our health and uh, influence our risk for disease. And if I think back, I can remember that I was always looking at articles about healthy food and looking at recipes and uh, I was interested in cooking cooking healthier recipes always already as a teenager and then I was already already like ordering books in English which wasn't my first language in high school about nutrition and I hadn't really even thought that I could make it uh, to a career but when my student counselor in high school then suggested that I would study nutrition it sounded really good so so I applied to Uppsala University and got in um, yeah um, I think it was the perfect solution for me because I I was interested in health but I wasn't interested in studying medicine to become a doctor so so yeah it was it was perfect but when I started my studies I didn't actually even know what a dietitian did um, as, uh, for a, for a living so it was an exciting time. <laughs> it's always interesting for me to hear people's journey towards dietetics and also how much your viewpoint about what a dietitian is and what a dietitian does changes over time. Because we as dietitians not only receive training about performance and weight and those kinds of things, but we also have a real big background in clinical nutrition and hospital nutrition, as well as biochemistry and all these kinds of things. And I know for me personally, I actually fell more and more in love with dietetics as time went on because I learned that being a dietitian is about so much more than calories and weight and even performance. 
So I've mentioned that you're an endurance athlete yourself. What kind of nutritional problems do you see endurance athletes face? And how can we as endurance athletes overcome them? Oh, yeah, that's uh, such a good question. So like really simplified, I could say that uh, the athletes I meet either struggle with eating too little or too much. But uh, what these two groups have in common is that they have a hard time to find an optimal fueling plan so that they can train and train well and feel their best, recover well and perform at their best. So both these groups need an individualized approach to nutrition. And endurance athletes have high energy needs. So that's why there are people who have a hard time eating enough. And then there's people who wish to lose weight, but maybe are doing it the wrong way or approaching the whole weight loss in the wrong way and therefore aren't successful even though they exercise a lot. And then there's the whole issue with athletes who have gastrointestinal problems during training and racing. And when it comes to this, there's a lot of different strategies to reduce or eliminate the issues, but it takes some trial and error. And this is also something I work with. Yeah, as an athlete myself, I have had my fair share of gastrointestinal problems. And it's really one of the major things that people talk to me about as well. So I definitely um, second that. So that actually segues quite nicely into our next question. What is the biggest mistake you see athletes make on a regular basis? Yeah, well, not fueling, fueling their sessions enough. That's probably the biggest problem. And uh, it's also then true for those who wish, wish to reduce their weight, because if you don't fuel enough for your sessions, it will lead to maybe not eating ideally after, not performing well enough. And yeah, it, it uh, affects so much more than you think. And I've had many clients who are afraid of fueling their sessions well, because they think that the less they eat, the better. But timing of your energy and nutrient intake is also important for performance and for changing your body composition. Yes, I couldn't agree more. There's just so much nuance involved in fueling an athlete and helping an athlete to reach their full potential. So on that same note, why do you believe that athletes should have a dietitian in their team of professionals to help them succeed? We all need to eat and what you eat has a big impact on your health, performance and recovery. And many endurance athletes spend a lot of money and time on buying the most expensive bike or the most aerodynamic wheels or helmet. And then they might not spend any time at all to think about nutrition and the daily eating habits you have and how you fuel for your sessions and after them, that has a really big impact. So it feels a bit skewed to only think about your gear or... Um, or things like that. Yes, I completely agree. And as a future dietitian who's almost completing her studies, I really realize now how much time and effort it takes to become a dietitian and also how well a dietitian is required to know the human body. And I really feel that that gives us a much better perspective about an athlete's body as a whole and not treat performance nutrition in isolation, but rather look at an athlete holistically. Speaking about health, you work a lot with allergies. 
let's talk a bit about allergies and how it affects the health and performance of athletes. Yeah, well, to to just add a bit to your last question, uh, dietitians really are the best at uh, combining the nutrition for health and for to make it individualized because coaches maybe know something about healthy nutrition, but if an athlete then has, say, a food allergy, dietitians really are the best at combining the advice they give like so that it covers the needs for the for the sport but also for the individual regarding allergies or different uh, other diagnosis um but yeah when it comes to food allergy i'd say that step one is getting a real diagnosis from a qualified healthcare professional so that you know for sure what you're allergic to because we often talk about allergies as one thing but the truth is that there are many types of allergies or intolerances and hypersensitivities. So if you have a so-called like real food allergy involving your immune system, you need to avoid that food. And this is often the case with like peanut allergy, for example, or tree nut allergies. And then there's like lactose intolerance and other uh, intolerances. And that's more a, a case of enzyme deficiency so that you can't, your body can't break down uh, the sugar in milk that's called lactose and then there's the whole pollen issue <laughs> that um, if you are allergic to pollen this can make you sensitive to some food foods during the pollen season this is called oral allergy syndrome so i would say that the first step is finding out what you are allergic to and then you can work together with the dietitian to figure out how you can eat a balanced diet supporting both your athletic goals and and uh, your general well-being. And what would you say are the benefits for an allergic athlete to work with a dietitian such as yourself? Yeah, well, the biggest risk I see regarding allergies in athletes is that athletes might avoid a bit uh, too much or too many foods. And then it's, this leads to an unbalanced intake and you might not, you might have a hard time to, to eat enough. Uh, so I think... It's important to find an individualized approach and to have an individualized plan designed specifically for you. And that's that's something you really need a dietitian for, I'd say. <laughs> and uh, also to avoid nutrient deficiencies and energy deficiency in some cases. Also, one important thing is that a dietitian can teach you about evidence-based nutrition. And there's so much information or misinformation out on the internet today and when it comes to nutrition so there's a lot of people who think they are really informed and know a lot about nutrition but they might not know the right stuff <laughs> um on that note what is one myth that you actually have seen on online or um athletes come to you with that you really think um on false or is misleading in some way I maybe I have to say the whole low carb ketogenic uh, trend that um, it's really popular now and lots of athletes are also trying it and there is no evidence that it would would enhance endurance performance and you really need carbohydrate to to perform your best so uh, that's a really bad trend according to me. Yes, and I think that's a big thing that athletes are wondering about nowadays. 
And also, I have gained a lot of respect for the fact that there's no one-size-fits-all approach to nutrition. Um, it all just depends on your goals. If your goal is performance, research has consistently shown that for high-intensity training or exercise, carbohydrates are your best fuel source. So you have gained a lot of wisdom and learned a lot of lessons over the past couple of years, both, both as a triathlete and as a dietitian. If you could travel back in time and give your younger self some advice, what advice would that be? Uh, well, that's a really good question. And uh, I definitely had some issues with fueling my own performance when I was younger. Um, around 10 years ago, I was, I was training a lot. I've, I've always been really active, but I, I was kind of stuck in this, um, like, you shouldn't eat right before exercise or you shouldn't eat so much during that you will um, I thought that I would burn like extra calories if I didn't eat <laughs> enough which is yeah uh, now I know better so to fuel to not be afraid to fuel your sessions that would be uh, something I would want to tell my younger self mm. So what, what brought about that mind shift change? What changed your mind about nutrition and how to feel yourself? Mm, I'd say that when I started studying and actually learning, learning more about the human body and uh, nutrition in general, that helped me a lot. Also realizing that um, I wasn't maybe reading the best sources or listening to the best sources when it comes to nutrition. There's uh, so many people who are really influential in in the whole nutrition world who mm. uh, don't have the best credentials maybe yes i can totally relate with that and i think it's more important than ever nowadays to get your nutritional information from a credible source like a registered dietitian both for your health and your performance <laughs> So lastly, we're just going to do a few rapid fire questions to glean the last bit of wisdom and get to know you just a little bit better. What are some of your favorite ways to fuel big workouts or races? Mm, uh, well, pre-workout is definitely a banana with some peanut butter and granola. And if it's pre-race or a pre-race breakfast, it's always the same. I make a rice flake porridge with banana and, and egg if the race is in the morning and or then pasta with tuna and some tomato sauce if the race is later during the day and what are your favorite foods to recover from a hard workout or key race um this depends but i make sure to get some protein in at least two hours after finishing a session and uh, carbs are also important if you need to recover fast so if i'm not having a full meal straight away i might be making a smoothie with some protein powder and fruits or yogurt Okay. Um, yogurt with berries for example what are the top three foods you absolutely can't survive without this is the hard one because there's so many things i really love but um i'd say bananas and peanut butter and oats i love that so if you could give one last piece of advice to anyone listening what would that be uh to to not be afraid to fuel uh, your your body enough to yeah that's that's it short sweet and really really powerful so emma where can people find out more about you uh, reach out to you or follow you 